Finding Life podcast. We're taking a look at something greater out of the out of the life of Nehemiah, and Nehemiah is a great uh, case study of leadership and vision and synergy and rebuilding something. And last week we kind of introduced the story. This week we're going to uh, take a look at the building blocks of vision. You vision is rarely something you go seek out and that you can find by seeking out. I know we try, we try to go seek it out, but. Um, you know, we have leadership offsites, and we try to get everybody in. A, you know, the, the the executives all in a room, and be able to be able to uh, uh, knock out and pound out this vision, and, and we come down from on high with this vision. But it really rarely ever works like that. I mean, you can write something down, but is that truly vision? See, vision usually it comes find and finds you. This is the way it worked for Nehemiah. Nehemiah had a great government job. Well, I mean, the risks were pretty high because he was a cupbearer. He, 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 he tasted all of the food and drink that went to the king just in case uh, somebody decided to poison the food and the drink and kill the king. So, you know, the retirement program for Nehemiah was one, um, uh, eating one piece of food that was poisoned and, uh, well, he was retired. So, Sure, the job had its risks, risks, but it was a great government job. He had all the food and drink that the king uh, got. He had an audience with the most powerful man in the world. Life was just fine. He was not looking for a vision, but it came and found him anyway. And here's some things that we can take from uh, the vision that came and found Nehemiah and be able to apply it to our life. First of all, vision is God's, and it can come from anywhere. Nehemiah Nehemiah's brother went and visited Jerusalem and he came back with a report. Nehemiah's brother wasn't trying to get Nehemiah to act on anything. He was just telling Nehemiah, I mean, things are not good at all. And it broke Nehemiah's heart. See, that's where vision quite often comes from. Not from following your heart, but what breaks your heart. And not like, oh, that's sad. You know, that's a cute little puppy. That's sad. That kind of breaks my heart type of sad. Now, I'm going to text $10 to 222-2222, you know, sort of thing. But what actually breaks your heart, breaks your heart so much that you want to do something about it. <laughs> From Nehemiah's standpoint, that he wanted to go and um, leave his job and do something about it. Now, I'm not saying go leave your job. What I am saying is there's a difference between just being sad over something and actually wanting to do something about it. See, faith starts with seeing things the way God sees them. How does God see your life playing out? How does God see your family playing out? How does God see your neighborhood, your church, your work, your hobbies, your friends? How does God see all of this playing out? What does God see? That is vision. That is God's vision for your life. And then we've got to do something that, you know, really isn't talked about in the vision circles and the leadership circles. And what Nehemiah did was that he prayed for the sins of his people. He repented over the sins of his people. See, Nehemiah, he was probably born in Persia or Babylon. He he wasn't even probably alive when the people, when his people went into exile. But he prayed about the sins and repented for the sins of his people anyway. He didn't start the fire, but he sure was going to put it out. Faith is repenting for sin, even if it isn't your sin. 
And maybe you say, you know what, my, my deal is a marketplace deal. My deal doesn't have anything to do with spirituality. Well, Nehemiah's really didn't either. It's about rebuilding a wall, but he still repented of his people's sins. See, if something is breaking your heart, if you're wanting to rebuild something, or if you're wanting to start something, it's starting from a, a place of brokenness. You, 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 there's, there's, there's something wrong, and you want to fix it. So pray over that something that is wrong. I don't know what is breaking your heart, but how can you pray and take responsibility and put it on your shoulders? Not in the same way that Jesus does, but put it on your shoulders to pray and repent and ask for God to move, to change the situation. See, spiritual walls need to come down before physical walls are built. Okay? So, how can you pray down the spiritual walls so that you can build, you can rebuild what God has laid on your heart? Last thing we need to know, and it's not a great leadership nugget either. Waiting is doing something. Wait is a four-letter word when it comes to leadership. We do not want to wait. Everything in leadership is go do something, go act on it, go grab the grab life by the horns and, and, and make your own destiny and all of this. But when God is moving, he wants us to wait because he wants it to be his vision. He wants to prepare us. He wants to prepare all the situation around. But waiting is doing something because when we wait, we pray. Because when we wait, we're trusting in God. We're having faith in God. See, faith starts with seeing what God sees, but it continues to us acting on it. Us acting on what God sees. So if God sees something and we see it, but we're not seeing the steps to take in order to to, 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 to move to there, or we're not seeing the opportunity uh, present itself that, that God is going, here's the next step, we wait. Because those that wait on the Lord will renew their strength. And they'll soar with wings like eagles. They'll they'll run and not grow weary. They'll walk and not be faint. I would even add they will crawl and not to fall down or whatever. But you notice that that when we're waiting, (laughs) they're still moving forward. Sometimes you soar, sometimes you run, sometimes you walk, sometimes you crawl when you're waiting on God. But you're still moving forward. You may not feel like it, but you still are. Moving forward, doing something. Waiting is doing something. And praying is doing something. Preparing and letting God prepare you is doing something. What is it that God is doing inside of you? You can reach out to me through Facebook, Finding Life, Facebook slash, facebook.com slash findinglife19, findinglife.me. You can reach out. What is God doing inside of you? What vision is he putting in your heart? Reach out. Let me know. I'll pray for you. Pray over you. Pray that God gives you the patience to wait, but God also reveals the opportunity that he's putting in front of you. We're going to go deeper into these three thoughts this week, and you can find that on Monday, Wednesday, Friday at findinglife.me. You can also subscribe to emails. I'm having a real hard time getting that up on our on the website. So you can subscribe to the emails through Facebook um, and see it happen that way. And, and, and it'll come straight into your uh, email inbox. Just 
a devotional, an encouragement, uh, a, a challenge, uh, challenging to, to move forward. What's God doing in your life? What's God putting in, in your heart? What does God see for your life? Thank you. Thanks for listening. And be praying, hoping, waiting on God to do something. Wendy's breakfast faves are two for four bucks. Choose between the honey butter chicken biscuit, classic bacon, egg, and cheese, or classic sausage, egg, and cheese. You have to tell a friend. And they'll tell a friend, and they'll tell a friend, and they'll... Limited time only. Price of participation may vary. Wendy's breakfast faves are two for four bucks. Choose between the honey butter chicken biscuit, classic bacon, egg, and cheese, or classic sausage, egg, and cheese. You have to tell a friend. And they'll tell a friend. And they'll tell a friend. And they'll... Limited time only. Price of participation may vary.